The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Saints panicked when future Hall of Famer Emmanuel Butler got injured yesterday, and they <laughs> caved, and they gave Michael Thomas his extension. Uh, give the people the details on it. Yeah, so it's done finally. Uh, Ian Rappaport was the first break in news, it appears. Um, so and, my uh, Diana Rossini wasn't, so we no. I lost that bet. Yeah, you did. Uh, and then you know, it looked like Adam Schefter was right on the heels of that about Ten seconds later, he tweeted basically the same thing. But five years, a hundred million bucks, twenty million a year. He's the first non-QB offensive player in NFL history to have a one hundred million dollar contract. Um, he's the highest-paid receiver in NFL history, at least for now, until Julio gets his deal, and um, sixty-one million guaranteed. He basically got the deal that Drew Brees got after two thousand eleven. Like basically, that's what the Saints gave Drew Brees for his first right. extension. For his first yeah. extension with the Saints, it was like five years, a hundred million, with like sixty-five million guaranteed. I think. Um, which and look, the Saints, you know, they, you you have to pay Michael Thomas. You you know, and and you made a good point when we were talking before uh, before we we started recording. Uh, explain to people, you know, because I think they forget about the brand the Brandon Cooks trade and how that sort of led to this moment where they were able to get and keep Michael Thomas. Yeah, I mean, I think Brandon Cooks was at a stage of his career where he was producing, and he was a 1,000-yard receiver really since a rookie. Uh, and so he's a good, productive player for the Saints. Um, but Michael Thomas was emerging. And I think, I mean, kudos to the Saints. They had the foresight at that point. They really felt like Thomas was the better player, and I think unquestionably he is. And uh, he was the guy that they were going to want to move forward with. And so they went ahead and they traded Brandon Cooks for a first-round pick. And uh, that pick ended up being Ryan Ramchick. And so I really think the decision to not pay Cooks, I mean, I think if they pay Cooks, they either have to trade him on a massive deal and they don't get a first-round pick, or uh, they unload him and they cut him and take a huge cap hit or whatever. But they, they made the decision not to commit to him knowing that Michael Thomas is in the building, um, and it affords them the luxury now to pay Michael Thomas while having Ryan Ramchick on a rookie deal uh, on this roster. So um, I just think it all kind of – all the, the genesis of this moment really was the Brandon Cooks trade, um, and that was maybe step one in committing to Michael Thomas, and obviously now this is step two. But uh, listen, it's like you said, you know, you're, you're never psyched when – you have a guy that carries this high a percentage of your cap, but the alternative is that you don't have elite players. And, and Michael Thomas unquestionably is an elite player. And, uh, you know, th- this is an offseason now where they've been able to lock up Cam Jordan, Michael Thomas long-term, uh, the heart and soul of this team. Yeah, and, you know, this was the easy decision, uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But the thing I want to say is, 
the Saints, they have, you know, not had elite receivers, you know, but they had Jimmy Graham and Colston was, we love him, but he wasn't a pro bowl. And no one around the league really viewed him as like an elite guy. But I don't think it was because the Saints had this grandiose idea that, hey, we can play a bunch of hobos at wide receiver and it'll be fine. Like, they did that, but it wasn't like they were paying wide receivers minimum wage and they invested everything on an elite defense. You know, they did that because they never could find the guy. Like, if they would have stumbled into Michael Thomas in 2013 – would have paid him then. Like yeah. I don't think I don't think this is some sort of the Saints feeling that they're smarter than everybody else and they have this grand seat. They just didn't stumble into good wide receivers. Now they've made decisions on guys that they felt weren't elite and were not gonna pay. But those guys were like the Kenny Stills variety and even the Brandon Cooks variety, where you could look at them and say, eh, maybe we can replace them, it'll be okay. Like they didn't have a sure cut stud. And what they did, they paid Jimmy Graham. It just got really contentious, and he wanted to leave, and they had to get rid of him because was he a tight end or was he a receiver? Like, so I don't necessarily think that this is some grand strategy. And people saying that they, like, they shouldn't pay Michael Thomas. I mean, my God, it, what do you he's, – he's, he's done if, – if you don't think the Saints should pay Michael Thomas, you basically want all NFL players to never make money. Well, I'd go a step further. If you're saying you don't want the Saints to pay Michael Thomas, you basically want Subarys to retire immediately, and you want to give Teddy Bridgewater no fighting chance whatsoever to be the quarterback <laughs> of the future of the Saints. That's what you're saying. That's, yeah. you, that, that's what you're saying. You want to set Teddy Bridgewater up to go 7-9, and nine, and you want Breeze to retire immediately. So basically, if you don't want Michael Thomas, the Saints become seven and nine overnight, and you want that in perpetuity. That's basically what you're saying. And here's the thing, man. Like, the Michael Thomas signing, this is the easy one. You know, yeah. the Saints, Cam Jordan, Michael Thomas, you know, those are the easy ones. Even, like, Ramchek and Lattimore, those are easy ones. But the thing is, the Saints, in the NFL, you cannot, you cannot pay everybody. Even Loomis Matthews, you cannot finagle the cap forever, and you cannot – pay every player you have. And the Saints, the hard decisions are the uh, Marcus Williams, yeah. Onyamata, uh, Andres Pete. Like, those are the hard calls because if you decide when, – when, when the Saints start paying those guys, every time you pay one of those guys and you whiff, whether, whether you pay them or, or, and, and it's the right call or not, another guy's walking out the door, right? Yep. So if you pay – Say, say they decide to pay Vaughn Bell, and they wouldn't pay him like super elite safety money, but they pay him really well. Well, you paid Vaughn Bell, and that means Onyemata and Marcus Williams might be walking out the door. So if you and and, and it compounds even more is if you pay the guy and you're wrong, then it becomes a bigger issue because you use cap on a guy that you, you're cutting two years later. So if people, Michael Thomas, he's the easy one. This this window for the Saints becomes really, really difficult for Mickey Loomis to figure out going forward. Like, this is the last year where all, the band's going to be together. And uh, if, you, if, if you think the Michael Thomas one's hard, just wait for the next two, three years. Like, it becomes really challenging on who to pay and who not to pay. Yeah, I mean, Kamara is another one I, I would oh. think is really hard. I mean, it seems obvious right now, but 
Dude, he doesn't put up the stats that Le'Veon Bell puts up, and he's probably going to want that money because of the impact he has on the field. So I view him as one of the more complicated contracts. But, you know, listen, with Michael Thomas, it's one of those things where I feel – I think he'll see the life of this deal. I really do. And, and you know, I think when you look at – he's still young. You look at his work habits. I mean, he is absolutely an elite player in terms of his commitment. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. To his trade, first guy in, last guy out type of guy. Um, he's always working on his game. He's doing weird stuff. You know, and that's, that's the difference, in my opinion, between the guys that are good and the guys that are elite. It's the guys that are elite are always looking for ways to make themselves better. They're not afraid to do hand yoga. You know, they're not afraid to do these crazy diets like Drew Brees. They're not afraid to hire Todd Durkin uh, to come up with this revolutionary training yeah. method that, that no one else has ever done. They're not afraid like Tom Brady to hire his own physio that basically rolls him out three times a day and he doesn't do as much weights because he doesn't feel like he needs it and he needs his muscles to be supple. So whatever, like, that's the point. These elite guys, they think outside the box, and that's absolutely Michael Thomas. He's constantly working. He wants to be the best. He wants all the catches, and he has that yearning and that hunger to win, to be the best. He has that competitive streak in him, and I just think he's a guy that works harder than everyone else, and so you can trust that as he gets – Further into his career, he's going to be this guy that's able to maintain his body, that's able to maintain his statistics, that's able to keep reinventing himself to get better. Uh, once you think you've got him figured out, he adds a new element to his game. So that's the kind of player he is. And so I think this is a no-brainer because this isn't just a guy that has tremendous speed where if he tears an ACL, all of a sudden you're like, ooh, I don't know if he'll ever be the same player because he won't be as fast. Michael Thomas is the kind of guy like Drew Brees that comes out of a surgery better than he was before. And that's yeah, the and kind he, of guy he is. And, and he and, – and, and I – you know, I've said this – I said this about Michael Thomas, you know, right after you – you know, we saw – you saw him in training camp and we saw him for a year or two. I said he's the best kind of selfish. Like, he wants all the yards. 
He wants all the endorsement. He wants all the money. And the thing is with him, he's probably the kind of guy that's about, like, ask him, like, how did you celebrate your contract? He's like, yeah, I went and uh, I did hand yoga, caught 50 balls. Like, and, and he'll say it and it'll be joke, haha, funny, but it'll be true. You know, he's just that way. Like, this is one of the things he wanted. He wanted to be the first $20 million a year non-quarterback in NFL history, and he checked it off his list, but he's got eight other ones that he wants. So yeah. I just don't – he's he's not that way. Um, I, this isn't a guy that gets fat and happy. I mean, I've been wrong before. Uh, the junior Gillette, uh, how that all played out after he got his money didn't surprise me at all. Um, but Michael Thomas, and again, sometimes you're wrong about this, I think this is about as safe of an, of an investment as you could make because I believe the next goal for Michael Thomas is to get his ass in the Hall of Fame. You better believe that's on his agenda. And he is not – this is just a bump in the road. Yes, he, he's paid. He's gotten paid. Um, but I don't think this satisfies him at all. I think this is just another step in the road to his legacy, uh, to winning Super Bowl, to getting in the Hall of Fame. He wants it all. He wants to be talked about as the best ever. And I think that will continue to be his motivation. Yeah, I think the hard contract with Michael Thomas is going to be the next one, where in four or five years he's still going to be churning out these numbers maybe, and this, but the Saints might not be as good. And do you do you give the 29, 30-year-old another $100 million deal? And I man, think, listen, listen, I, I, I would love to get to that point because yeah. – you know, that's a, that would be a great problem to have. But, you know, uh, hey, guys, I just have to say real quick as a sales pitch, you know, this is what you get. You know, this news just hit, yep. and we do this daily. Uh, and I think we're going to make this one free so that everyone can listen since it's big, important news. But uh, we do this every day. After yep. every practice, we, we hit on all the highlights. We dissect all this stuff on the Saints. And for $7 a month, this is what you get, live, instantaneous news. Uh, we hit all the breaking news, and even if there's no breaking news, it's football season is here. <laughs> That's right. You're gonna want this. We stuff. make news, baby. Yep, and we do the hour podcast on Monday, which is available to everyone. Uh, but we do these post practice podcasts that often last 10, 15 minutes, and you get that every single day. So make sure yeah. you invest. It's just seven bucks a month. And you get a koozie, a magnet, and tomorrow everybody that's at three dollars and twenty eight cents or above level, they get a screensaver and a wallpaper of the sketch, the twenty nineteen Saints schedule, season of vengeance. It's amazing. And look, I mean, it's it's seven seven fucking dollars, man. You're gonna spend that at Starbucks one day or lunch. Just pack a lunch one day a month, and you're good. So everybody, we will see you. Tomorrow, after the Saints start up practice, we are your daily Saints podcast. No one else is giving you this.